0: the Flame, a podcast for aficionados of Arkham Horror, the card game. Every fortnight, or month, or whenever we can manage it, the podcast aims to consider in detail some particular aspect of this weird and wonderful game, whether that's the proclivities and peculiarities of a specific investigator, or which spell's in fashion this season. Joining me today is...
1: It's me, Peter. Hello, Frank. How are you? I'm well, thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm, I'm extremely well. Uh, we're, we're both sweltering in the heat at the moment.
0: Yeah, I take back earlier episodes' comments about a sort of a desert-themed scenario of Arkham, because this is the true desert, this, this temperature. In, in... <laughs> that was the first
1: act, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's up to the heady heights of the high 20s now, it's just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we pale-skinned Brits cannot handle it.
0: So, what are we talking about today?
1: Well before we dive into the episode proper I just wanted to maybe have a chat about the podcast itself and how it's going how meta yeah <laughs> if that's okay with you I, I mean it's it's things yeah, yeah. we we're, we're absolutely loving doing this but I kind of wanted to maybe solicit some more feedback from our listeners because I mean we would really do though we love doing this we're doing it for other people to listen to it because otherwise it's just me and you sitting in a, in a dark room talking to each other, which we do enough of yeah. the rest of the time anyway. Exactly, yeah. I'm I'm really interested. We've got some good stuff coming down the pipe, actually. Uh, we've got some, some celebrity guests coming on. Uh, we've got a few episodes planned, you know, along the lines of the content we've been doing. Uh, I think we've got some stuff planned when the next cycle starts as well. But what we'd yeah. love yeah. Is, is for people to let us know what they think is working well, what isn't working well, drop us an email, you know, even if you've just got questions you want us to have a chat about uh, on the show, maybe just just fire them over. That's
0: definitely right. It would be really cool to maybe do an episode where we answer listeners' questions if you have questions, or if all of our listeners have emailed us saying, no questions, carry on, then at least we can uh, do that. Yeah. Feeling contented about it, knowing that we have a, the seal of approval.
1: Yeah, and and even if there's just things you don't like, you you think we should we should cut back on. You know, just send us an email and let us know. It, it's always good to receive feedback, as long as it's relatively yeah. relatively yeah. constructive. And,
0: <laughs> yeah, well, it also means either we can we can it might be a failure on our part of communicating why we're doing things the way we're doing them as well. So if if that gives us a chance to say thanks so much for telling us that we're terrible we don't think so, then that's that's good. That's maybe a slightly crass example.
1: <laughs> I mean, in, in other podcast news, uh, there was a quite an exciting mm-hmm. event uh, just recently where we met for the first time in, in the flesh.
0: That's true, yes. The the cultic rituals finally came to pass and we were able to be in the same place at the same time. It's great.
1: Yeah, it was a, a, a seminal moment. And hopefully eventually we'll be able to record an episode in person as well. Wow! Imagine what might happen if that's the case. Yeah, save, save you a lot of time and edit everything together. Yeah, that's true.
0: That is true. That is true. Yeah, I thought I was uh, you, uh, listener. You probably heard me hold, uh, heard me hold my breath. Then I wasn't sure if Peter was about to announce his resignation and termination of the podcast. Now that he'd met <laughs> me, and um, so we've dodged a bullet there. Fortunately,
1: cool. Well, let's let's move on to what we the meat of what we wanted to talk about today.
0: So you can probably tell from our tone that we're in a slightly more conversational mode. And this is going to be another of our story so far episodes. We did one of these after Blood on the Altar. Is that right? Yes. And this is the second part of of that.
1: So while we we, we try and stay a pack behind in terms of spoilers, or sometimes we, we stay very general in spoilers altogether like when we're doing our, our deck building type episodes. This week we're going to be talking in depth about the nuts and bolts of the scenario. So the one we've just played is where doom awaits. So if you're not up to date on where doom awaits, stop listening now. Go ahead and play it and it is fantastic, you can take that from us. And then come back. We'll will have will have just stayed exactly where we are waiting for you to finish. <laughs> Good. And just
0: a little point on that as well. This is another reason we want to hear from you as a listener. If you're the sort of person who maybe takes, you know, you're not opening the pack on release day or you don't feel the urgency to play or maybe you're only playing once a month or something like that, it would be great to hear from you and know so that we can tailor what we're doing slightly to your listening needs or at least be aware of it because otherwise we'll assume that all of our listeners are exactly like we are and can't wait to get our hands on packs and sort of avidly play them and maybe that's not the case for everyone so yeah let us know
1: so what did you think of where do Awaits, frank my word peter
0: my word what didn't i think i think this was the the episode uh, the episode the scenario the where i felt most strongly that i couldn't wait for you to play it i think it was one of the rare instances where i've played before you have so normally it's you waiting for me to play a scenario before we can talk but this yeah. time around i was the one saying have you played it yet have you played it yet but have you played it yet unfortunately i it was, loved
1: it it was caught in a in a <laughs> a post UK Games Expo exclusion zone for me, so I, I was having a week off from gaming after a full weekend of judging. But yeah, so, so, yeah. so yeah, you, you loved it. I, I loved it as well. I, it's I think it's become almost straight away one of my favourites in this cycle. Yeah, for me too. For me too.
0: It, there's a a creeping feeling of of climax of the sort of momentousness of the scenario, even just from the title where Doom awaits something about that just makes me feel yeah that that this we're getting to a the kind of the culmination of everything we've been working towards it feels like that kind this could almost be called finale part one if it was a tv
1: show from from the moment you set it up and you put down the three locations and it's it's like bottom of the hill middle of the hill stone circle yeah. on top of the hill you're like well that's that's where the climax is you did the 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 guide doesn't even need to tell you where you start. <laughs> you know, you know exactly yeah. where you start, and you know exactly where you've got to get to.
0: Yeah, point A to point B, and it could also be that kind of TV program moment where you know the the good guys, whoever they are, say that's where we need to get to with our payload, or we need, you know, we need to stop the people in that location, and the camera would pan along the route that they're going to fight their way through before they actually set off and do it or, you know, they're using sticks in the sand to draw a plan of how they're going to do it 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 felt something like that in the layout, this sort of all all arrows pointing
1: towards this culmination So, so I've only played through this once I think you've played through a couple of times, haven't you? Or, yeah, or, or I've played through a- Attempted to yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Yeah,
0: I've played through a couple of times solo and then I've played through with our Rex and Jenny campaign that's that's really a kind of it's often the blind playthrough. it wasn't blind for me but it was blind for my playing buddy and that's the playthrough where in Essex we got sucked off the train well even more humorously we decided to steal the Necronomicon and then we played Essex County Express and almost immediately were taken off the train and lost, <laughs> lost the it. Necronomicon. <laughs> so we have the Elder Thing token, and every time we pull it from the bag, we're furious because we have it and we don't have the Necronomicon. <laughs> and then actually, that was I think that was our low point, Essex County Express, and then we started to pull it back in Blood on the Altar, and then we did pretty well in Undimensioned Unseen as well. So yeah, it's felt like we've sort of got back in the saddle with that campaign and, and pulled it together. And yeah, it was it was fantastic. playing and I actually.
1: Yeah, I think it 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 was it worked really well for us as well. It felt very well paced. Uh, there was t- kind of trials and tribulations as we went through it. So how we ended up, like looking at our character character cards, you know, no one really had that much damage on them, but there was there was definitely a sense of things about to go really badly. Like both me and the uh, Andy who's playing as Wendy, we. We're down to the very last crumbs of our deck, you know, the last few cards. And in fact, Andy, although he had a stack of allies in play, the the treachery appeared, which is, is it light of, what's it called? A forgamon. A forgamon, that's it. So even though he had a huge stack of allies in play and could have survived beyond the veil... That the treachery came out on both the act and the agenda, so he was desperately wow. trying not to get through the last few few cards. And even worse, he, his pendant, uh, Wendy's pendant, was somewhere in the last few cards as well. So I think he was down to like five or six cards. And in fact, the, the deck da- with a big big stack of events in his discard That's right, pile, yes. and no way of recycling. Ready to go them. back yeah. underneath to stop him from dying. And then yeah. Daisy actually yeah. made an effort to get right through her deck. So she could start again uh, before she got Beyond the Veil. Yeah, well, that's one of the ways of dealing with Beyond the Veil is is if you think it's
0: out there, you know, just cancel it or get through your deck quick enough or do like my Skidzo tool deck and have enough allies in play to take the hit squarely in the face.
1: Yeah. But yeah, I, I think also a highlight moment for me was uh, in, in the last couple of turns, just as we were clearing up on the top of the hill. And in fact, we'd finished the last scenario in a really good position. Where we'd managed to restore Silas Bishop, and also clear away all of the broods, so we had plenty of time. We didn't have any spheres to deal with, and in fact, we didn't have Seth to deal with at the top of the hill. Yeah. So it was quite a leisurely last couple of turns, and then just when, you know, just before we were we were about to finish, the the Shoggoth appears. And we decided showboating a little that, that Zoe was gonna go and take on the Shogoth and I got a chance to use a I've had worse as the the Shogoth ineffectually at her. That would have been the
0: only way that could have been nicer is if the Shoggoth had come out with your um with your weakness.
1: And <laughs> yes. <that> you were <laughs> sort of calling
0: out the Shogoth. Yeah. But otherwise. So but let's let's rewind. It's really interesting you mentioned Blood on the altar and undermentioned and unseen, because let's rewind to before Gameplay even begins on the scenario. Because one of the things that impressed me so much was how detailed the setup instructions were. And I think that that really feeds into this idea that it's a really important scenario. You've got to check all the way back to House Always Wins and see if you have Naomi's crew having your back. And all of the different outcomes on Blood on the Altar that all seemed the same when we completed Blood on the Altar, all suddenly now affect the act deck in different ways, and I, I personally thought that was really wonderful. I really liked that there were all of these different
1: details to check, and I, a I really feel like different. We're at a stage in the campaign, I feel, where if even if you and I had started off with this with the same decks, you know, yeah. where we are now, we'd be in a completely different position because you, you there's so many things you check. There's so many choices you make as you go through, different allies you add, different routes you take when upgrading, because of what's happened during this scenario as well, that, you know, even starting from the same place, we could have been somewhere completely different. And the setup for this, we hammered that home for me. It's just every little bit is different depending on something that's happened before. You could come into this scenario
0: with a conglomeration of spheres one location away from you, so going to hit you in the enemy phase of the very first turn, and for doom maybe put on the on the agenda to start depending on how you've dealt with broods or you can come into it with a couple of clues and none of that and you know be ready and no no big enemy at the at the top of the hill it's sort of the 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 range is is crazy
1: one of the things if we we get more down to the mechanics oh i I tell you what i i I really liked sorry i'm sort of jumping around here like a kid Mm. um yeah. One of the things I, I really liked is that text on. Uh, is it agenda? I, even even now, I'm still getting agenda and act mixed up. This the yeah, second yeah. the second agenda has got, or was it the third agenda has got that crazy text on agenda it? Agenda two A two A. Yeah, has got the crazy text on it.
0: Yeah. So that for me, I hadn't peeked at it when I first played the scenario, and you flip to agenda one A, and it makes it clear that. The world has kind of corrupted and you're not really sure what's going on and i thought it was suitably scary and i think the instruction there is simply shuffle the encounter discard pile into the encounter deck so i think phew you've dodged a bullet and then you go to agenda 2a and yeah talk about you know all the things we talked with john about where predicting that the designers would be willing to kind of mess with what you'd expect from a proper card game. I even saw someone on Facebook say that they thought that there was a printing error well, on this, one of their
1: cards. This is where I because I saw it, and although it kind of spoiled the surprise, I don't mind it because that feeling of someone being confused about whether it was meant to be like that—that that was worth it. I think it was. Yeah, there's that
0: weird, almost, almost record scratch moment, isn't there? Yeah. Of hang on a second,
1: Wait, what's going on there? Yeah, yeah. Am, am I still playing a card game? What's what's going on here?
0: I, yeah, I know d- deeply satisfying in terms of how it feels to be playing.
1: And, and speaking of of the rules being broken, and I guess I'm glad we've we've had John on to talk about this because this feels like a blurring of the magic circle. The the shogoth, the, what, what is it? A crazed shogoth? Yeah, crazed shogoth. I mean, one of, right. one of the worst types of shogoth, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's got that text on it where. So so I mean, it it's it's you know inverted commas just a monster i can't, it, it's the stats yeah. aren't even too bad especially at this stage in the campaign but it's got that text on it which says if it's
0: so i'll i'll shall I, i'll read the whole yeah, thing go, just go so for, that if, if you don't have it to hand listener so it, it's it's kraeishogoth is a, a monster and a shoggoth glad that it's traded the same way that it's named it has three fights which is kind of weenie really six health which is where it gets beef, beefier but you know any dedicated fighter should be able to deal with six health Not too
1: Well, this is it. I managed to take it out in two attacks, because I'd I'd had some vicious blows saved up, and I had my cross as well. Yeah,
0: so yeah, exactly. Zoe, damage dealer extraordinaire, is not going to struggle. And four evade, so a bit nasty to evade. Doesn't have hunter, doesn't have retaliate, does two damage and two horror, but has a forced effect that says when Crazed Shrogoth attacks, if this attack would defeat an investigator, that investigator is instead killed. So that's it. And maybe, maybe had you reaching for your rules reference to check what killed means, because killed, if you're not not sure, listener, is that that you don't take a, a physical trauma. Your investigator's just out of the campaign, and they're out of the campaign permanently. And if you'd like to play a further scenario, you're going to have to select a new investigator, build a new deck, because your current investigator no longer exists.
1: I was talking to you about this earlier. It's what what I found really interesting is that it. It's text which makes no effect to the game at hand. It's it's almost like the flip side of a card like Delve Too Deep. So Delve Too Deep actually makes your current situation in the game worse for no benefit during the game. Yeah. The benefit is yeah. purely a metagame benefit, which is improving your deck for the next scenario. This is like the flip side of that. It's It's an ability which makes no difference during the game you're playing now, but makes things a lot harder for you maybe that's an understatement in the next game where you've got to start a game from scratch. D- definitely, definitely. It it
0: um, really neatly fits in with, there's a revelation in the encounter deck as well, which is Vortex of Time. And that's each investigator at a Sentinel Hill location tests willpower four. So that's if you're on the three, the spine of the scenario, each investigator who fails takes two damage, which isn't too bad. But if you've taken a couple of damage and then you get hit by a Shoggoth, suddenly it's not just oh I'll just get hit I don't mind because if something goes wrong, the outcome is so much more severe than simply a physical trauma. It could be that you're, I loved you're,
1: it. You're, you're you're sitting there with a with a brother Xavier feeling very confident, and then suddenly uh, the light of a or whatever it's called, crops yeah, up. Yeah, that's right. And brother Xavier isn't going to save you anymore. Yeah, um, oh, if you're the
0: if you were sort of being the bodyguard for the whole whole party as well, and saying, "Don't worry, guys, I've got this." Brother Xavier will be protecting us all, and you know, and dealing two damage. Suddenly, yeah, it can lead to like really nasty situations where suddenly a card like dodge, or as you mentioned, "I've got worse," I've got worse, I've had will, worse. Yeah. <laughs> I've got, I've got a had worse plan. Yeah, suddenly a card like that, yeah, becomes almost vital for your survival. Yeah, I I really liked it. I th- I thought what it hinted at was that the stakes were raised yet again at this point in the in the campaign We're you know we're one scenario from the end it feels like the finale is is right there through the gate and this was just another reminder to me that we were playing you we were, we were sitting at the at the big boys table now and that it was it was serious business well,
1: it's interesting you mentioned that because i think it it leads us on to a discussion about the the resolution the text on resolution two there. Yeah. Which is which is the fail, which says you lose the campaign. Yeah. Each investigator's driven insane and, and it's over. Yeah. And then I think also the world ends. Because the soffoff off off comes Yeah through. yeah. So not a great ending. And also maybe a bit of a disappointment for people who are waiting for the next pack to come out. Because they're they're in a position now where they either they replay this scenario, they go back and play again from scratch, or they, they just decide to play through the last pack as a standalone. So I, I think, yeah. like potentially, quite a harsh decision. But i personally, I mean, it's easy for me to say this because I, I, we passed. I think it's it's interesting that it it raises, as you say, it raises the stakes. That you know there isn't always a happy ending. You don't always go on to the next pack. But again, mixed because I know some people are saying one of the reasons they like it is that you always continue. There's no way for you to lose.
0: Yeah, and and we've, you know, one of the lessons of Arkham is that there isn't a win or lose, it's just a resolution and you carry on. And yet now that we're drawing close to the end of the story, that has to get flipped on its head and there the needs to start to be a, a resolution. And particularly as this isn't a resolution in the final scenario, it's a sort of premature, you know, sorry, game over. Yeah, that's, it's it's tough, definitely. I don't, I I applaud the designers for putting it in but it's definitely a, a bitter pill to swallow my first playthrough was with ash Campede, and i had the conglomeration of spheres waiting to come and get me and my first two um encounter cards on turn two and turn three were more enemies and i was dead on turn three because i was i was trying to deal with everything through duke and fighting my way out and i just got swamped and there was nothing i could do really or the way my deck was designed there was nothing I could do I, I think I drew a couple of tentacles on attacks that I probably should have landed or or something like that you know or a minus five or, or something and yeah game over and then I flip to see what resolution two is you know take a physical trauma and move on and it's uh it's not that so that lovely you know my first solo campaign that's the one I always dive in with first is is over which is kind yeah. of crazy yeah I I I I feel it's suitably culminatory to be to be reasonable, and I, this game is meant to be hard, and I th- I think a challenge like that is worthwhile. I like I, it, I like this idea that you yeah. you're not guaranteed to get to the final scenario.
1: If if it's going to happen anywhere, I think this is the best place for it to happen. If yes, be-
0: can you imagine if if being sucked off the train in Essex? Was the end? If you, if going through that gate, you
1: were done. You know, yeah that, yeah that, you it, couldn't it, it come be, back. You know yeah you, you'd feel because I I think a lot of people had a, had, stru- uh, had trouble with that scenario. So you'd get sick of playing those first few again. But at this point, you know, we're far enough ahead that you can go back. You know, and yeah, precisely, anyway, anyway, weirdly and weirdly, in Essex County
0: Express, people people felt a little bit like. The outcomes didn't matter, or it was a little bit anticlimactic that you you had this race through the train, and if you got resolution one, it was just carry on. And the interesting thing happened for anyone who didn't get resolution one, and this I mean this flips that slightly that you don't want to miss out on going through the gate. But I I also feel like I mean we're saying you know there's a win and a loss, and and one definitely ends the campaign, but where Doom awaits is quite a hard scenario, and. That suggests that lost in time and space is not going to be a cakewalk, and I did feel a little, you know, a little sort of gulp before I was like, "Yeah, I've done it." Yeah, through this gate I go. You yeah. know, it felt painful. It felt hard to do. What's What's waiting for us on um, the other side of this portal? Yeah, exactly. I've, I don't think I have any decks that I'm sort of like, "Yeah, this can destroy anything." Like every deck has come up against problems and and struggled. I guess that leads us
1: on to talking a bit about where we think we're going to end up then. Yeah. So, so what I guess we can split this down into you know what have we got left to resolve in this in the story, but also what do we think Lost in Time and Space is going to do? Yeah. So I, there's a few things in the campaign log. Oh, only only a couple at this point, which haven't been covered elsewhere, and mm-hmm. whether there'll be a red herring along the lines of uh, what I said, the luggage, which we still think is red herring, whether deliberate yeah. or not, I'm not sure. <laughs> so the, the resolution of what's it called extracurricular activities yeah we either let the patient let the sorry the patients let the students die which puts an extra token in our bag yeah or we kill the experiment which was stalking the campus the experiment hasn't come back in any shape yet yeah is that something maybe which lives on beyond the portal that we've 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 passed through now
0: yeah yeah, quite plausibly. I mean, we've seen some of these abomination creatures come back. It was amazing actually to see the abomination set with the conglomeration of spheres turn up again. So that's, you know, directly formed from Silas Bishop's body. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see. And then the other one is what players chose at the start of Undimensioned and Unseen, whether you chose to warn the townsfolk of Dunwich or calm them. Warning them seemed to suggest that you were telling them to get out of Dunwich, and calming them was sort of saying you were going to deal with it. And th- there's been no ramifications for that yet either. I would love it if, if the calmed citizens of Dunwich get pulled into the gate as well, as it sort of takes over the area. But, yeah, who knows what
1: that would be like? So, what do we think's going to be awaiting us on the far side of the portal?
0: Yeah. So, I mean. These two campaign log notes could be there the the experiment or
1: the people of Dunwich. My friend Andy is convinced that Seth bishop in in the resolution we had we didn't have to fight him because we you know we reminded him of his his brother, I believe, and he yep. he ended up getting sucked through the portal, so he's hoping we're going to face him in some form as a as a comeuppance for us thinking we've got away scot free without having to fight him, maybe some remnant of him is going to appear.
0: That hey, that could be interesting. Definitely. I
1: mean, it's a. It's
0: hard to know, isn't it? Because for all the players who've who've killed him by this point, so in my Jenny and Rex, Jenny has unloaded a series of bullets into his body from her twin forty fives, right. and she's pretty convinced that he is in a heap on on the altar on the top of sentinel hill so it would be a bit of a surprise if his corpse is reanimated and and comes back it's possible it's possible or there could be some kind of note to you know add a card or or something like that or maybe there'll be a set aside you know altered seth in the final pack that
1: you shuffle in at a certain point if you haven't dealt with him yet that i mean that could be really or even just a description of him being consumed by an eldritch monstrosity as 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 we begin the setup yeah, yeah, well you could end
0: up maybe taking a horror seeing him being being munched as well or something like that, because you've not you've not uh, dealt with him. Yeah, I the other thing sort of mechanically that I'm expecting a little bit is that in Where Doom Awaits, locations weren't just laid out for you. You had to do work, you had to investigate to get the different the altered parts and the diverging paths into play and then there were treacheries that actually interacted with that so spaces between flips all of the non-sentinel hill locations back to their unrevealed side and shuffles them up so i suspect we might have something going on with that maybe and then the other possibility so that would be the lost in space but lost in time maybe the designers will do something with the act and agenda cards Flipping in a non-sequential order, so rather than advancing the story chronologically, you'd be kind of leaping around. Maybe.
1: Yeah, I I think that's. uh, My thoughts were increasingly, especially after playing Where Doom Awaits, we'll see more of the the rules that we've got established so far beginning to break down. Almost as if the game is, you know, fraying at the seams. I think. Yeah. You say there's going to be things we don't expect. On cards, I would say. Can you
0: imagine if it said scratch off the the image your invest on your investigator card? Scratch with a with a penny the image, and when you did that, underneath there was a baby version of your <laughs> investigator, and you you'd gone back in time and you were trans- transformed into baby Roland or baby Zoe, like a little bit like in in uh, Nintendo have like all the
1: baby versions.
0: Of their I, characters. You know,
1: I would be surprised if that happens.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean that would, that would, or maybe some were baby versions and some were old versions, and he didn't know which was which. So yeah, your stats altered. That I mean that would they would have pulled one over us.
1: Something so I mean sure. I think it sounds it sounds trite, but I think I'm expecting the unexpected in this pack. Uh, I think Matt's yeah Matt's got a some kind of trick ready for us, and I guess this it leads me on a bit to one of the things I really love about Arkham Horror in general, the way it's designed with the the packs like this, that there's real scope for people to experiment on a small, or or the designer to experiment on a smaller scale. If you just got a mad idea, you know, you can put it into a Mythos pack. And the other LCGs have got, it's a a benefit and a selling point of all of the cards printed are legal and they stay legal although they're introducing rotation in some of the games. Largely, Mm -hmm. all the cards you've got, you can always use. But that means if anything is printed that is wrong or is too powerful or warps the game in a particular way, it it's pretty much there for good. So we saw in the first couple of cycles in Netrunner, which is the other the other LCG I've got a lot of experience with, there was maybe quite a lot yeah. of conservative design. And uh, I mean, people who played Netrunner will laugh when I mention cards like Rework, which which is just yeah. hopelessly bad. <laughs> it, was, it was an effect which was yeah. really scaled back in terms of its power. But if that card had been too powerful, you know, then maybe it becomes something you see all the time. With Arkham, with the way we've got the power, the player cards, which you know we're stuck with, but then the way the encounter card's designed, they can follow whatever mad idea that the designer has. They can do whatever you want, and it's only ever going to affect that scenario. So you can really play with the rules, play with how the game works, on, on a short time scale, you know you can just try doing something very strange in that one pack you You
0: also can have power creep within counter cards because the story is reaching this escalating conclusion, so you don 't have to have each scenario be essentially equal where you sit down to play it and your deck should be able to beat it at whatever stage you're at yes you can play standalone and put some experience in to sort of mitigate that but the expectation for most players is that you're reaching where doom awaits probably with more experience than nine yeah yeah If you've only got nine experience up to this point you're maybe having quite a tough time I
1: mean, we, we've been quite done quite well with experience we've been liberally playing delve too deep we've been on about there's i think over 30 experience now so you know you, you consider, and it, it's one of the things I like in role playing games in general that you look back and see how far you've come, and yeah, like the idea of a of a swarm of rats posing a threat to us now was almost laughable. You know, it'd it'd fall apart as soon as we looked at them. We're, we're such a gang of badasses.
0: Yeah, yeah. In terms of what I'm expecting for Lost in Time and Space, I must admit, I slightly expected. Where Doom Awaits to be a bit of a letdown, because I felt like Undimensioned and Unseen was such an exciting romp slash monster chasing sort of, you know, are they hunting us, are we hunting them scenario. I really loved that. I really loved how it worked mechanically and how it made you feel as investigators. And I knew that Where Doom Awaits wasn't the finale. So it was going to be this sort of slight lull before the final episode. And it felt so climactic that that kind of blew those thoughts away. And the overriding feeling I then had about Lost in Time and Space was, I have no idea what we're going to get now, which maybe is just echoing what you said, but it really sort of upended a lot of my expectations. And just the way that the scenario was constructed with Agenda 2 and the Shogoth, and seeing what Resolution 2 was, it just made me feel like, you know, it really could be open season and we don't really know what to expect. The other thing that we should bear in mind is the resolutions of the Corset campaign. And I know that's a much shorter campaign, but there's a big fight as one of the possibilities and there's a kind of pretty hard-going investigation route. And neither of those resolutions are necessarily happy resolutions. I mean, they both say you win, but you're, you're, you're walking off with your scars. It does make me think of the end of season one of True Detective, where... You can't say that they've got out of that unscathed.
1: Well, that, that's interesting. So I'll just quote briefly from the from the end of the announcement article because it it, it struck me uh, and it, it came back to to back to my memory when we were talking. It says, "But in the end, there will be no escaping the chaos. You may survive your adventure. You may return to Arkham. You may even return the professors to their former lives. But your life will never be the same. You will never unsee the chaos that crawls within the corners of your mind and eats at you while you sleep." You will never again unfeel the bonds that leave you sensitive to the otherworldly forces that spread their influence into our world. You will never again be one of the blissfully ig- blissfully ignorant and uninitiated. Don't expect happy endings. <laughs> but but it does at least suggest, you know, we can get back to Arkham. Like we're not going to be. There's, there's, oh, there's you've a taken a hopeful back. reading of that. I've have taken, you? <laughs> yeah. You know, I've, I'm saying, yeah. you know, maybe we can get back. Although we'll be certainly be changed.
0: Yeah, and that's the true detective thing, isn't yeah. it? There is actually that discussion. Them looking up at the stars and saying, "There's so much darkness," and the other chap saying, "But look at all the spots of light." You know, there's
1: maybe it'll that be that duality there—the ones that have died, the ones that failed in the last scenario. Maybe they'll be the lucky ones.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: The, uh, the other thing that, that's interesting then is, is, is pondering whether I know the a lot. Of, this is one of the most commonly asked questions on any of the the various Arkham for uh, online is can you go on to play the Dunwich once you finish the core campaign and I wonder whether and, and, and the the campaign guide does give a an unofficial rule that says you can do that if you want to but it, you know, bear in mind it might not be balanced for that so I, I wonder yeah. whether and there are some pretty serious costs of the resolutions in exactly yes yeah. and it, it, it well. does give you experience which seems to suggest yeah. it is yeah. in the in the designer's mind that you can do this. So I wonder whether we see something similar at the end of the next of Lost in Time and Space whether there's an option to do that.
0: Yeah. I the the might come a time when you just want to sit one weekend and play through all of the Corset campaign and then go straight into Danich. and then if the path to
1: Carcosa allows it jump in on that as well. So I think that's that's pretty much everything we we had planned to say on this isn't it? I think so yeah. Awesome. What have we got planned? Do we know what we've got planned for the next couple of weeks?
0: We've got a couple of traits that we want to look at, and we've only covered four investigators of the total 10 at the moment. So if either of us decide we really want to talk about a particular investigator, we have that as an option as well.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah, well, yeah, well, uh, I look forward to that.
0: Oh, and of course, sorry, one last thing. When uh, the Dunwich Legacy cycle concludes what we'll probably do is do a top-up episode where we'll talk about weapons allies talents and spells that have been introduced since we did those episodes and maybe just sort of say well here's how these things fit in rather than going back and editing the old episodes we'll just sort of say
1: here's how the pool's filled out somehow. The other thing that might be interesting to do once the cycle is complete is to to pull out our deck lists for the investigators we'd through the campaign with, whether they survived the next pack or not, yeah. and talk about where we started and where we ended up and the choices we made along the way. That would be great, yeah. I'd love to do that. Brilliant. Okay.
0: So if you'd like to send us an email and tell us how we're doing, you can email drawn to the flame podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook. We're drawn to the flame on Twitter, we're at DrawnToTheFlame. Thank you for the people who've tweeted. And we look forward to hearing from you.
1: You can also find Peter. He's... I'm United everywhere. That's U-N-I-T-L-E-D. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Discord. I'm on Reddit. I'm on BoardGameGeek. Uh, you name it, I'm probably on there as Unitald. And you can find me on Twitter. I'm
0: FB. That's E-P-H underscore B-E-E. I'm around the place as well with zooey glass or zozo or things like that and thank you already if you've said you've been enjoying the podcast wherever you've said it we really appreciate it
1: and thanks once again to sf rembrandt for on on instagram for our for our logo it's still fantastic yes i still still love looking at it (laughs) can't wait for the t-shirts
0: thanks for listening thank you all
1: What we got planned, do we know what we've got planned for the next couple of weeks? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Some, something out the out the bag, out, out the out the list. Let's just cut all this out. <laughs> yeah, we. we yeah.